Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Freemasons podcast with your hosts, right? Warshall brother George Mudry and Warshall brother Ken. No Joe, not tonight. No Joe, you had some work stuff you had to do, so it's okay. It's a busy season. He too. lives, yeah. <laughs> but today's episode, we are on one sixty four, which is we're just going to do Ask the Masons, the uh, part do. Yep, we're going to do uh, just basically. If you have any questions, you fired in questions to us. We do get them. Quite frequently, so sometimes we just like to uh, do a little general housekeeping. So ask the Masons if you're watching live and you are not a Mason. This is more geared toward you. If you got questions about the fraternity, brotherhood, brothers, uh, us, anything, yep. now is your time. Fire away. You can fire right in the live chat, and uh, we will answer, answer your questions to the best of our ability, uh, always governing our actions and keeping secrecy, but we'll do our best. Keep it on the square. Try to anyway. We're more like the round sometimes, though. We do. We we do all right. Although I didn't know you were part of a band. Am I? Yeah, the Cardigans. <laughs> this isn't a cardigan, man. <laughs> this is more of like a late '90s kind of like Nirvana grunge kind of sweater hoodie. So you Go just that. not a cardigan. Come as you are. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Smells like Teen Spirit as you wear. <laughs> Uh, miss you, Kurt. It's too soon. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so we're going to get started. First thing we're going to do is uh, we're going to cover... Uh, I'm going to do the shameless plug for, for Joe in his absence. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, we have uh, Patreon. I have revamped, and I'm going to be revamping probably tonight, the tiers. It used to be 3, 5, 7, 9, or 15 for Grandmaster Tier. Uh, we're going to do away with all the tiers of, of Patreon. We're going to do one tier... One payment, $5, join Patreon, get extra content, which I will be adding because it just, it get it got, I was trying to do it where each tier got different content. Yes. The more that you paid, you get more stuff. Yeah. Which is uh, cool, but it's also cool, but... difficult to organize. And, yeah. <laughs> There's only three of us, not well, four of us. You know. It's all. Oh, uh, Delvady, he's a hot shit. <laughs> he said he pilfered the grandma's closet with that sweater. <laughs> grandma would not wear this sweater. Oh, that's freaking far great. too edgy for grandma. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're going to be. I'm going to be fixing the Patreon thing. So it's going to be a just a basic five dollar payment. You get the mm. Discord. You get Patreon extra content. It's all going to be on one level, and you get to join the rest of the freaking hooligans and a gold tone Freemasons podcast. Freemasons podcast pin. That that's is right. true. Um, I haven't got a chance to talk to Rafferty's uh, wife yet. Mrs. Rafferty is supposed to be making us the oh, bringing back the OG shirts. 
Oh, okay. Uh, so that's that's going to be happening relatively soon, probably in 2021. The first run. The very first shirt. That, that was pre-Ken, created. too. That so I don't have any of those shirts, so that would be great to... To you don't have an OG have a shirt? crack at those. I, I uh, no, I have a Freemasons podcast. The first shirt I got was a Freemasons podcast podcast crew shirt, ah. which was super cool. But that was yeah. after the uh, you know the polar bear mm-hmm. shirt and the mountain and the molehill and all yep. those classics. Yep. So. Yep. so we're gonna be bringing that one back. Uh, cool. I just got to talk to her about price and all that stuff, and then we're gonna bring back the OG shirts. But you know, um, let's go through some likes. What do we got here? Uh, Ken. Uh, on Instagram, we have Gary Fuller, Jose Gaspar, and Christopher Thornton. Very nice. And on YouTube, we have some some new people, and we'll go through it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Deep fifteen. Did I cover it? Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Ronald Fregro, I believe, is how you say it. Um, Chuck Bryant. And today, five hours ago, Scott Sherman. So shout out to him. Cool. Thank you, friends and brothers. So, brother, right hand arms. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brother. Vivat, vivat, vivat. I forgot I had a phone in my hand. Yeah. Hard to clap when you have a phone in your hand. Hard to do that. So, today we're going to be doing Masonic questions, Ask the Masons. So, if you are a non-Mason, now's your time. If you are a Mason, it's also your time. If you have anything that you want us to talk about, cover, uh, or, or discuss, please do. Appendant bodies, mm-hmm. what we like to do, you know, in our spare time. I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. We have a new year coming up. Hopefully, it's... Uh, a little bit better than the last one. <laughs> I think it will be. You can't really go any further down the old you know, <laughs> drain than we did in 2020. And I have to apologize for uh, for Sunday. Uh, the, right after I obviously come off of you know being uh, on workman's comp and being hurt. Mm, something else was going down the drain. Yeah, something else was going down mm. the drain. It was my ass, basically. I had yeah. a stomach bug or something, and uh, uh, I was not about to come up here and give the gift that keeps on giving so yeah we appreciate that yeah i thought it'd be nice enough yeah somebody That's shit sweet. on the coats <laughs> what dane cook you never seen that no oh god watch him you keep trying to get me to watch dane cook gigs, but, you know, anyway um so uh let's let's get into it uh you had a question was your first um one? well we had <clears throat> one come in from Derek harris on facebook just before i came up here and he asked Turned in my petition today. What should I expect next? And I know we've covered this on prior episodes, but it's always good to do a little refresher from our experience. All uh-huh. right. Um, well, prior to COVID. <laughs> yeah. I want to be clear about that. Uh, what's been going on with COVID and this year is just a cluster bleep. Yeah. Um, but what you can expect is uh, the very first thing that's going to happen is, uh, well, every lodge is different. I'll be clear about this. Every lodge is different. <clears throat> usually the first thing that happens is you turn in your petition. If you haven't, depending on how you turn in your petition, if it was by electronic membership request, you'd be getting a call from the secretary and or master and or who's ever in charge of the petition receiving, yeah, I guess you can say. Cause it's not it, the investigation committee. Right? right. It varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. Right. So we have a, a membership committee uh-huh. in most lodges and in the Grand Lodge here in Connecticut. So we have like a little 
way of coordinating those, you know, electronic kind of through the website requests that we get. Right. Um, and that's yeah, that's probably a good idea. Most of the time I screen them uh, when yep. I was the secretary. Well, I'm, I'm going to be done. The EMR coordinator. I was the EMR coordinator. Right. Or even any petition, even if it was handed to me via another brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the first person he'd talk to would be me, uh, Perry, who, whoever the master was. Yep. Um, excuse me. And, uh, oh, by the way, we're drinking... Uh, what is this shit? Apple pie moonshine yeah, from Midnight Moon. It just we should be getting some freaking sponsors for this shit. The amount of alcohol we drink. We really should. Midnight Moon moonshine. I've never heard of this particular brand before, but it's very good, especially when you microwave it for about 30 seconds. Yeah, right. It tastes like wassail. I told you. Yeah. I told you. Well, I'm a convert <laughs> now. I'm liking it. Um, but uh, first thing that should happen would be um, your your petition would go to Whoever this membership committee or secretary, who's ever in charge of it, they ended up meeting with you. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they'll either take you to lodge, have you sit down, do a dinner before you know the lodge meeting. Then they'll tell you, "All right, get the hell out of here." Mm-hmm. Just as a way to 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 get to know you and all that stuff. Uh, recommend strongly that if you are going to show up to meet the brothers for dinner and break bread before they go to lodge when you're petitioning, mm-hmm. dress nicely. Yeah. <clears throat> don't show up looking like a smash bag of ass. Uh, it's not a good impression. Yeah. I mean, there are there are some lodges out there um, mm-hmm. that are you know kind of like farm or rural type lodges. Yeah, true, they're a little true. bit more dressed down. Um, in most lodges, it's pretty good to assume that um, it's jacket and tie. Yeah, right. So uh, most lodges, yes, jacket and tie. I know some of them are tuxedo, but you don't got to do that because you're not a member yet. Uh, like Washington 19 is their tuxedo all the time for all the members. I yeah. think Joe is only officers or tuxedo. Yeah, I mean our our yeah. lodge does it that way. Oh, same thing. Here at Morningstar, it's done that way. So oh, that's for degrees. Uh, for degree. Notes, I'm talking yeah, about just even a state meeting. It's yeah, they're tuxedo. all. Yeah. It's Washington 19. Shout out to them in Monroe. Community. Yeah, man, it's always. Um, <clears throat> but they are they're sure always first. tuxedo. So don't be off put by the fact that they're all in tuxedos and you're not. But I mean. Yeah. Jacket and tie, I think, is customary, standard, kind of middle of the road. Yeah. Shows that you're involved, shows that you want to participate. Treat it like a job interview. Exactly. Yeah. kind of what it is. Base point. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. And then what's going to happen after that is uh, after they meet you, maybe once, maybe twice, maybe three times, who knows? Depends on the lodge. Every lodge yep. is different. Yep. They're all governed by the master and the brethren. They are, yep. Not every lodge is the same. Uh, Petitioning to Morningstar Lodge is a little bit different than petitioning to, say, Harmony 42 yep. or Ashlar Aspetuck mm-hmm. or any of the other lodges. Um, they all have states, their own little... States' rights. States' rights. Well, well, lodge rights. Yeah. I mean, that's what the, uh, the the Constitution... Well, not the Constitution, but the, the governmental system in the United States was modeled after that. Mm-hmm. Right? Washington felt very strongly and you know, states governing themselves and lodges are set up the same way here in our jurisdiction anyway. Correct. Um, so... <laughs> then after that, you can expect that uh, you'll get a call back, and they're going to set up an investigation committee. You're going to meet with a committee of three. It will be three, roughly. Uh, every investigation committee is different, but yeah. usually it's standard three. Mm-hmm. Masons will come out. They'll meet you. Uh, usually they like to meet in your home yep. uh, because they like to meet your family. They want to you know, get mm-hmm. to know your home life. Yeah, and set, a, set the, per, the petitioner at ease, too. Mm-hmm. Right, You tend to be more comfort, comfortable yeah. in your own home rather than, right. hey, come down to our lodge that you've never been to before and meet a bunch right. of people you've never met. Yeah, it's, right. you know. Um, and then basically what's going to happen after that, the investigation committee is going to go back to the lodge. They're going to tell the lodge whether they found you favorable or unfavorable. Mm-hmm. 
then they vote. And uh, if you've ever heard the term uh, getting blackballed, that's where it comes from, uh, the Mason Lodge, because one blackball will end your Masonic career. Yep. Does it happen? Sure. Does it happen frequently? Eh. Not really. No, not really. Not in my experience. No, I don't think so. So, uh, and yeah, then that's it. Then at some point they'll call you up and they'll tell you you've been accepted and they will schedule your very first degree mm-hmm. and then your journey begins. Yep. So as you've already turned in your petition, um, I already forgot the first name of the individual who asked. I think it was Derek. Derek, yes. Um, since you've already submitted your petition, the next thing you could expect is, and right now, you know, with the holidays and everything, a lot of lodges kind of go dim for, you know, at least between uh, Christmas mm. and New Year's because, you know, everybody's got a lot going on, including all the officers of the lodge. But I would think within a week or so, you'll probably get a phone call, um, most likely from the secretary or the master or whoever's in charge of the investigating committee, and then they'll set up an appointment with you. And, you know, usually they will give you the choice Mm -hmm. as to where you want to meet with these gentlemen. And it's, you know, kind of a two-way interview, right? Like, we're making sure that you're right for masonry, and you're Mm -hmm. making sure that the lodge is right for you. So make sure that you keep that in mind. It's not a grill session. No. And it's not all one-sided. What do you mean it's not a grill session? It's oh. not a grill session. I was you know, not to like, that. you know, putting the, the light <laughs> over them and, yeah. Where were you the night of? Um, while you we're on that subject, that. if there is a delay, I'm sorry, my nose is like, we got a cat up here or something? Uh, I um, think so. Where's the cats? It's that mothballs in that sweater. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, maybe I have two cats at home. Maybe they like rolled around in this shit before I put it on. I don't know. Uh, Sorry, bro. Just say it. Maybe you were like Chevy Chase up there in the attic during like Christmas vacation. Remember when he's going through all the old clothes in the oh, box? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just wondering if that's where you dug that sweater out of. No, it's not where I got the sweater from. <laughs> you know, at some point you're going to have to fire back at me, right? Yeah, I know. I'm just <laughs> uh, my time. All know. joking aside, though, um, I want to also let's talk about that uh, the lodge action. So, yep. if you don't hear a, lo- a call back from your lodge within the week, two weeks, sometimes three weeks, just understand that there are a lot of things that will stop a lodge or slow a lodge down from responding back to you. One of which is in the summertime, we go most lodges go dark. I won't say all. Most lodges go dark for the months of July and August. Why? Yep. It's usually too goddamn hot. Yeah. Two. Most masons, that's usually when people go on vacation. Yeah. Uh, and then, th- you know, three is just, you know, nobody's at lodge. If if your petition was left at the secretary's desk in the lodge or whatever mm. the case may be. Or got mailed to the or lodge. Or got mailed to the lodge. Yep. They might not get their mail. So just be aware of that, that around those two months, um, there's probably not going to be much action mm-hmm. on you. Um, they should call you. They yeah. should call you. But, meh. Who knows? Yeah, and this is a busy time of year. Correct. And COVID and well, COVID's going to COVID's the the you know the branch and all this bullshit. But Mm -hmm. uh, the second time is going to be in your months of November, not so much November, maybe a little bit, but December and January. And I'll say Mm -hmm. why, because that's usually when you have your. Uh, election of officers, annual mm-hmm. communications. So if you're waiting for your entered apprentice degree or your next degree to move into fellow craft or master mason, probably ain't going to happen in December or January. Yeah, there's a lot of lodge-related right. uh, business type stuff business. that needs to happen around that time. Yeah. Right. So you have your, your you have your annual communication or your election of officers usually takes place in 
end of November, December, right? Yep. You yeah. say, uh, and then January, you have your installation of officers, which is a big ceremony, public ceremony. Well, who the hell knows this year? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's it. There's going to be a lot of things going on that you don't know about. So I just want to fill everybody, you know, who who is petitioning or listening to this podcast, who say, "Oh, I put in my petition and I didn't get a call back." And yeah, freaking they sent it in the beginning of December. Don't get worried. That don't get worried. Yeah. That's why. Yep. Because there's a lot of our elections are going on. Yep. Um, there's a changing of the guard. A lot mm-hmm. of. And I don't want to sound <coughs> cruel about this, but I mean, December for me has always been landing gear down landing mode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most masters at that time are, they're just riding out the last month of their yeah, mastership. Or, or trying to get all of the, the remaining stuff that they wanted to get done for the year done. I mean, sure. that tends to be the, the cram session. I the always other, found that it's lame duck session. It's well, <laughs> no, yeah, not all ma- masters are like that. Some some actually I was. get all their stuff done. Um, I wasn't. I served two years, so that's why. Yeah. At the end of the second yeah. year, my freaking landing you were gear was down. probably burnt out, yeah. yeah. Um, we're also the last bastion of gentlemanliness in the world, masonry is. I've always felt that way. So, mm-hmm. you know, one way or another, even if it's taking them a little while, they will get back to you, right? Correct. And mm-hmm. when you put your petition in, they're not going to call you and say, sorry, the, you know, the next step is they're going to do mm-hmm. an investigation, right? So it's Evening. you're really just kind of waiting until they can put a, an appointment together and get a few masons to come out and meet with you. So it's nothing to worry about if it takes a little while. Right. Um, those are the two months that I know of that are, uh, maybe I guess you can argue whenever Grand Lodge, I mean, I know every Grand Lodge has their sessions at different times. Right. Yeah. Um, but maybe one can also argue around Grand Lodge sessions. Yeah. Um, usually that's, uh, I wouldn't say so much the semi-annual, but the annual community, the annual. Yeah. There's always a handful of Masons from right. every lodge that have something to do with, uh, a Grand Lodge committee or our district deputies or something mm-hmm. like that, right? So they're either – around the time that those sessions happen, they they have a job to do too. So right. that can take up some time. Yeah, those usually – it's the top officers have to go to the Grand Lodge and yep. sit there through half a day of introductions. And oh, You're making it sound so bad. I actually enjoy the pomp and circumstance at Grand Lodge <laughs> sessions. I'm one of the few I know, but I always, you know, it makes you feel like you're part of something bigger than just your local lodge. Okay. I just thought that made, you know, that made me I mean, good. please don't take it this wrong way. I'm not shitting on masonry or anything, but I freaking hated it. <laughs> I think it would be, yeah, it would be really <laughs> silly if we were doing a podcast you know what, about though? masonry and crapping on it. But, but you know what, though? Let's be honest. You know, we have to be honest to the listeners, right? You can't yep. sit here and sugarcoat shit. I hated right, the Grand yeah. Lodge session from the minute I became a junior warden right up past when I was done with district deputy. It sucked. I, yeah. I like the semi-annual because it's straight, quick, to the point. Mm-hmm. I know we're getting off. So we'll get back into the, the yeah. question and everything. But it's straight. I like semi-annual because it's straight, quick, and to the point. It's a half-a-day session. Yep. You, you show up. You vote on your legislation. You pick your slate of Grand Lodge officers. And then 12 o'clock, you're out. You yeah. leave, right? S- annual communication to me is just, I mean, it's its literally a half a day. At least this is, I mean, I know every Grand Lodge session is different, but I just want to be, our Grand Lodge session is literally a half a day. You're talking about the one in April? Of in freaking introductions. Yeah. Introducing this person, and they get up and go yeah. talk, and then introducing that person, and then they get up and talk. Yeah. And by the end of the freaking night, I have the muzzle of my, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's just, it's like, to me, it's, I, I, I'm not a very uh, 
pat, a pat me on the back, look at me you know, type person. Yeah. I was I, just going to actually, I was just going to say it's because it's not about you. So that's why ah, <laughs> I can right. it so much. It's like, oh, that's this fine. is about somebody else. Oh, uh, that guy. But you know what? They also did that like um, pre, pre-COVID. They also did the hospitality suites and they had like the big dinner and there was always a dinner for like, you know, a past district deputies luncheon and then there would be like the big dinner with the grandmaster or the incoming grandmaster and there'd be the hospitality suites the nights before, right? Those are cool. That's fun. So that you was the always a lot of fun. suite. Everybody's district up there. Three, oh man, district yes. three hospitality suite was always margarita a lot of fun. make uh, the margarita yeah. machine, yep. everything that was. And yeah. you network with more masons around the state at yeah. those things, I think, than just going to the session itself. Correct. So let me say, I enjoy that part, the yeah. build up to it, the hotel room, going from one room to the other, yeah. hospitality, the seeing guys that you seeing haven't guys seen for shooting a year, shit, yeah. having a couple of drinks, maybe smoke cigar that to me is fun mm-hmm. i enjoy that part of of grand lodge session weekend if you okay. want to call it a weekend yeah you know, it's, it's yeah, sunday it's like into monday two right two or three days yeah right i enjoy that part of it yep. i do not like the morning of grand lodge yeah well it's always From, a rough day to get up to if you've been out at the hospitality suites the night before and i'm sorry they have to have a better way of checking in masons right i think they should well, do something electronically right yeah, I mean... So the back of our dues cards now have the barcode. They should have something where you could just go... Do they? Bloop. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, they do. Yeah, okay. So you could just bloop, scan them in. Because yeah. I'm sorry, standing in that freaking cattle line, just yeah. hurting to the desk. Yeah, but you so, know what? It's also... It's it's about the process, too, because like they're looking at you in the face while they're checking your dues card and everything, and there's something about that versus just like scanning a barcode thing as you're walking in. Okay, you know, so you're that, that makes per- it feel you're talking like about the personable part. Yeah, okay. that, that makes All it feel right. like they're. It's a security kind of thing too. And right. It makes it feel a little bit more legitimate because you know you can fake barcodes and I don't know if you've got a human being that's standing there and kind of okay. like. Next question then. Okay. Do you do you think we can possibly uh, get maybe I don't know maybe like the nightclub bracelets so that the Tyler doesn't have to stop me every five minutes when I walk in and out to to take a piss. Yeah, or like to stamp, check my dues card. Stamp your hand with when you've like already one of those. seen my dues card fifteen yeah. times, but you still need me to pull it out of my wallet. Well, like, he's gonna check like hundred people. Just give me the glowy Three hundred people, like you know, you don't recognize those same faces over and over again, especially you because you're like below eye level. I've seen all the associate <laughs> <band> Tyler's <laughs> man. Like right. these dudes are like six feet and up. All right, so, you know. All right, I see what you're doing. You there. look different from up so there. I took my shots flies. about your cardigan, so I'll just yeah. Keep I'm it. doing the best I can. I'm not particularly good at busting. Balls, you're but, doing all right. You're doing all right. Uh, anyway, uh, so Grand Lodge we've covered. Let's move on to the next question. What else you got? You said you had another one? Um, let's see. That was pretty much the only one that came in in advance on Facebook. But let's see if we've got anything on the YouTube feed here. Well, oh, nope. Everybody's just busting my balls. Okay. All right. I got one. All right. Uh, this is from uh, Donnie95. Hey, if I haven't uh, give you a shout out, thanks for commenting on here. But he says, hey, dudes. Mm-hmm. Loving the podcast. Uh, you sh- should do an episode where you discuss what you as individuals think is the most respected or most controversial branch of Freemasonry. Wow, that's a good one. It is a good one. Yeah. All right, Ken, lead it off. The most... I'll let you shoot yourself in the foot. Before All I right. Go. The most... <laughs> What was the first the so first the adjective? The first part of it was what do you think is the most respected and okay. the most controversial? The most respected body in masonry. Um 
you know, I'd have to say that oh, that's a tough one. It really depends on who you are and who the audience is. I think I think the Shriners are known the best worldwide. Okay. I would think just because of the charities that they're involved in, obviously the Shriners mm-hmm. Hospitals for Children are a, a huge deal, and everybody kind of knows that. And, the, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. been to a parade and kind of knows the guys with the funny hats, and there's right. references to, you know, guys in red fezes and pop culture and stuff. So I think right. they're probably the most well-known. Um, respected, though. Tough one, man. Um maybe scottish right okay i mean if you're if you're already a mason you know what masonry is i would think right. like you know if, if you're looking at appendant bodies and saying oh what's the the, the one that right. has the most respect i would I, yeah scottish right i guess <laughs> i think um are you, i'm yeah. not a scottish right mason either, you got so. more no no okay i didn't know if you had well there was a second part to the question but i'll let you oh no no oh do you want to break it up like that then we'll just like you the okay. most respect and then we'll work on the controversial yeah because all right fair enough that i think is going to be a lot heavier mm-hmm. <laughs> um so i i would have to say uh dunny i would have to say that i think the most respected in my opinion if you're looking at it at face value so let's say i know nothing about freemasonry I'm just a guy who knows that Freemasons exist, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of looking over Masonry as a whole, right? Because okay. that's what most people do, right? They look at Masonry as a whole, and I think the most respected, I would have to say, would be your Scottish Rite. And the reason being mm-hmm. is because everybody sees 33rd, 32nd of Freemasonry, and they're like, oh, that yeah. guy's a 33rd. Yeah, and without they even see really the big ass temple in DC, yep. and they see all that. So, if I had to say that's the most, that's what I believe is perceived as the most respected. Okay. Uh, me as a Mason, I guess I would answer that differently though, because I respect all Masons. So I, mm-hmm. That's more of a, that's more of a personal question of what branch of Masonry do I like the best, or what body? And realistically, they all have their. They all have their positives. They all have their mm-hmm. negatives. I mean, if we're going to be honest, some of them have negatives. Yep. Um, again, I've said it before, and again, not shitting on Scottish Rite, but I don't like the play format. I yeah. actually like going through the degrees and Participatory, part, yeah. being part of it. Yep. You know. So if I had to say, but at face value, by the outside public, I would say that the most respected would be your 33rd degree Scottish Rite. Mm-hmm. Uh, or excuse me, the Scottish Rite as a whole, because again, they get the big ass temple in D.C. They're mm-hmm. very much, you know, out in the forefront. They're because you know, again, we know that the top degree that you could ever earn in Freemasonry is the third degree, third degree, Mason, That's it. Yeah. the third degree of Master Mason, basic blue lodge Freemasonry. It's considered a top degree, but the outside person doesn't right. know that. Yeah, and according numbers. to Alex Jones, there's 360 yeah. of them. No, right. there's none. The higher the number, the better. Right. Right. <laughs> No, that makes sense. Uh, what kind of hole is it? What the hell does that mean? Joseph Schultz. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it. Because I keep saying masonry as a whole. All right. Oh, I get it. All mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not laughing, but I get it. Yeah, uh, you know what he's doing. Um, so uh, let's move on to the next part. Um, what is the most controversial branch mm-hmm. of Freemasonry? I feel like we're going to be on the same page. On yeah, that. I think we are, too. Um, again, it really depends on who we're asking and who the audience is. But if you're a Mason, you know at least a little bit about each of the appendant bodies. Or if you're a member of this particular order, <laughs> I would have to say Commandry of Knights Templar. You're okay. Right. No, yeah. we were not on the same page. Then. Really? 
No, we were not. Oh, okay. This is going to be good. <laughs> we'll do you now. What? Okay. Uh, why would you say that the order, uh, the the commandery orders, are the most um, controversial? Well, I would only say because that that third, <laughs> the third order, the order of the temple, uh, contains a lot of subject matter, and I'm not going to go through what it is. But if you've been through it, you know what I'm talking about. Y'all like it kind of need has Jesus, right? Um, <laughs> It, it has connotations that if you take them out of context, you would look at it and like Alex Jones would probably be all over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what I see when I see controversial. I see, yeah. you know, the, the most. Or cancer culture would be all over it. Cancel culture. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. of it's, it's a Christian based. Let's be real. It's Christian based. Right. And they ask in a sense that you take up arms to defend the Christian religion or prefer the Christian religion. Right. Um, is it controversial? I mean, I would say yes right now because there's no other. And again, we talked to Solomon the other day. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a brother. And I, one of the things I brought up is there should be a Muslim, a Muslim themed or an Islamic pendant body or degree. Yeah. 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 Um, And I just want to be clear that even though you, uh, there's nothing barring somebody from taking the order of the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing saying that you just understand that it's very, very cloaked in Christendom. Like it's got Christian yeah. symbols all over the degree. Yeah. And so if you can see past mm-hmm. that and just look at the lesson of it as a whole. Right. Um, sure. And we talked about that. Like right. there are a lot of things that are common to all the world's religions. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that's like so you know, yeah. Christianity centric about that order that I can think of that somebody would just be like, Oh, this is completely counter to what my belief system says. Yeah. No, it's not telling you to go freaking chase down Saracens and right. stuff like that. It's not like that. It's, right. it's the lessons are, uh, the lessons are based around Jesus. And yes. that's, I mean, I don't want to go too much deep into it, but it's, it's based around how in a sense he lived mm-hmm. Um, is how you should emulate yep. yourself. And the commandery of Knights Templar is obviously based on mm-hmm. Templary, so right. there's going to be allusions to the Crusades and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's yeah. never it never talks specifically about like Harming this religion anybody, is yeah. the only religion, and right. everyone else, you know, all the other infidels should yep. no longer exist because like that's not that's not how Mm-mm. how it's structured. But an outsider <laughs> might see it that way, of course, right. uh, especially when you take the order. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. It's a participatory degree. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, very powerful. Yeah, I would absolutely. have to say my favorite degree in all of Freemasonry. Yep. I love seeing that one. I love participating in that one. I yep. love doing the ritual. It's I've done the commander great. part. That's yep. fun. Yeah. You want to talk I about I think pretty much all of the parts in the Order of the Temple are good parts. Like there's no The commander's part is very lengthy. Yeah. Uh yeah. I would have yeah. to say more lengthy than the um, I would have to say more lengthy than even the ma- being the master for the master mason degree, uh, okay. for beginning and end. There's a lot more speaking, a lot more moving, yeah. a lot more pausing, a lot more things that are going on in between, a lot more break scenes, if you yep. will. Uh, so it's cut scenes. Uh, ben Blumenthal. It has to do with swearing on the Christian faith in the iconoph. 
iconography. Thank you. Yep. Associated with commandery, mm-hmm. something us Jews are barred from doing according to our theology. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so no, sometimes it's it, about it, what your religion. It's, is. Yeah, yeah, it's about your religion, and and again, it's not like if you were. Then actually, I know of a couple of Jewish uh, brothers who took the order of the. <laughs> yes, I know that. I know of a couple too. Yeah, uh, there's nothing barring them from doing it. It's your personal preference, and, yep. and that's totally fine. I know of uh, another brother who went all the way up through uh, the York Rite and stopped dead at Commandery, because I mean he probably could have taken the first two orders because they're not really, they're not really based in Christianity. They're more based of. Uh, um, yeah, it's more... first one is a rubble. Yeah, it's more Old Testament. And then, yeah, the second one is, uh, oh, the the Knights of Malta. Yep. Knights of St. John's or whatever it tells their saga. Yep. Which long form is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he he went all the way up through through York, right, and took took all the way up to Commandery, and he stopped where he said, I can't do this anymore because I'm Jewish. Okay. And there was no yeah, shame on it. It's, that's awesome. Yep. Um, and some of those degrees of the York Rite were still pretty goddamn powerful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the imagery and the ritual in those yeah. degrees and orders is mm-hmm. powerful no matter who you are. If you, you really are. think about it, the York Rite is based almost in Jewish uh, Torah or whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, right up until Commandery. Yeah. A and lot that's of the, the only place where it breaks. Yeah. The, the, the storyline is basically, it, it kind of follows early on anyway along the same lines as the first three degrees of masonry where we're talking mm-hmm. kind of uh, old testament tradition and i mean building a king solomon's temple and well i think york Rite picks up after he hiram died yeah yep yeah, so it kind of continues with that story yep um, chapter and council yeah and then commander just takes a freaking hard left turn <laughs> yeah, yeah uh so i had a different one okay yeah let's um, hear this i was actually going to say the most controversial would be the widow's sons I would say that because the widow's sons in particular, or any Masonic motorcycle, any group. Masonic motorcycle group. But I okay. would say particularly the widow's sons because I would have to say they're probably the more famous of them all. Yeah, or the more popular. Well known, yeah. Uh, I would say they're controversial because not because there's anything wrong with it. I think it's freaking great. Yeah. I think masonry should change its image whenever it can, or add to its image whenever it can. Oh, yeah. We got some good friends in the widow. We sons. absolutely do. Yep. Uh, shout out to the uh, to the paladins. Yeah. Um. Uh. But I was gonna say, uh, they um, I think they're controversial because they're not understood. And mm. when you see, I mean, your snap judgment is you see a bunch of dudes riding by in a motorcycle. Yeah, you don't even I'm know sorry. if Sonic or not. With the same world. colors as the Proud Boys. Nothing wrong with the, you know, whatever. We can get into that all day long, but. No, we can't. <laughs> no, we can't. But I'm you just can. saying, though, like, people <laughs> see this to the outside eye, and they're like, oh, my God. And they start waving yeah. the fuck out. You know, if we're talking about, like, uh, you know, some member of the profane world, somebody who knows nothing right. about that, that's what I'm talking about, the and, profane world. Right, so you just see a motorcycle rider, maybe, and you, maybe mm. you have some preconceived notions about who wears a cut. One percent. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, who rides around in a group with other, you know, other folks on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. But on the back, on that patch, you mm-hmm. see the all-seeing eye. You see some Masonic. Right. I'm going to use uh, Worshipful Brother Ben Blumenthal's term here, iconography. Right. Yeah, right. Right. And maybe that, if you're the, you know, the Alex Jones adherent type member of the profane world and you see that, maybe you think, wow, this is pure right. evil riding by me. Right. And realistically, now you take that that imagery of, you know, 
well, these are biker gangs because that's what they call. It. They don't mm-hmm. call them motorcycle clubs. You know, most people think biker gang, right? Would you have to say? Yeah, I mean, they, so now they, you take that and you. Some you, people assume the worst about everyone right. that they encounter. Yeah, of course. Um, now you take that and you intermix it with. Uh, you intermix it with. Um, you know, Freemasonry. It, mm-hmm. it could potentially give a bad. Uh, hey, HR, how you doing? Uh, it could potentially give a bad um, image, if you will, right. to Freemasonry, which makes it controversial because Grand Lodges will instantly mm. clamp that shit down. Does it make it right? No, because you're right. making a snap judgment about something you don't know about, but yeah. I would have to say there's your controversy. And they're not really under the jurisdiction of Grand Lodge as right. a club. Like, obviously, yeah. they're Masons, and because mm-hmm. you're a Mason, you're under the jurisdiction of your, your local Masonic jurisdiction, right. but... Mm. It's not an or it's not an appendant body, right? So yeah. that changes things in some people's opinions as well. That's There's a, a good point. Oh, man. Keep your opinions and formulate them around actually meeting somebody. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I would highly recommend not judging a book by its cover when it comes to the widow's sons. I know a lot of good brothers, yeah. brothers that would you know take a bullet give for the you, shirt give the off shirt their off back. their back for you. Um, so yeah, don't judge. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could probably take a bullet with that freaking... Shut up, dude. You can't even... What is that, level three you can't body armor? A... <laughs> it's, a, it's a plate carrier sweater vest. Except it doesn't repel bullets. Just I, I love women. It. I love just it. women. <laughs> My wife loves this shirt. That's why she let you leave the house, man. Yeah, exactly. She's like, yeah. Nobody's going to take a pass at my husband when he's wearing that uh, nonsense. I love how everybody that's commenting on the uh, the YouTube live feed right now, like HR just showed up and yep. everybody's like, oh, no, and like <laughs> groaning and stuff. Oh, it's great. This is great. You know, I wish I should have gotten you something. If I had known that you were going to be wearing that jacket, I would have gotten you a red hat. Why? Where's Waldo? Oh, I get it. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Not for nothing. Even though nobody can find that. MFR, he's a snappy dresser. I gotta say, he knows how to wear a cardigan. You've perfected blending into walls and mm-hmm. hiding amongst crowds. Yeah, I really shouldn't wear white. You're like a, you're like a ninja. <laughs> uh, James Delvaney, Shriners are the most controversial. With all the issues in southern states refusing to toss out MMs that are not members in good standing, even trying to have members that are not Masons. Hmm. Let's unpack that. So, oh, he's talking about the fact that... Um, Forever 21. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That might, <laughs> might be where this shirt came from. Now, this shirt actually came from Old Navy, I can tell you for a fact. I bought this in like old. one of those retro NASA t-shirts, and I bought this because I thought it went well together. I'm like, look at me putting outfits together, and that was the last time I ever did that because now everybody <laughs> makes fun of me. Whatever. Oh shit! <laughs> Stop picking on Ken. He looks stylish. Thank you for Thank you, HR. the geriatrics ward. Or shut up. <laughs> so, <laughs> can we talk about the Shriners yes. thing? Yes, yeah. I'm sorry. Go so, ahead. I think what uh, what 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 um, Brother Jim Devaney might be talking about is the fact that um, I think there was a little bit of controversy several years back, and I might be getting this wrong, Brother Jim. So, please, you know, correct me if I'm if I'm quoting this wrong. But I think what happened was um, members or their the governing body of Shriners um, said that. 
you don't necessarily have to be a mason in good standing to be a shriner anymore. Hmm. It was something like no, that. No, I thought they were trying to like open up the shriners to non-masons, where they were trying to... Something along those lines. I remember kind of vaguely okay, hearing this, where they were going to open up to non-masons. Or they were, they were talking about it, or yeah, considering it at the ceremony. Masons or flipped out or something like yeah. that. I remember there were some... Uh, there, there are a lot of kind of social clubs, too. That spin off of the different appendant bodies, and there were a couple social orders that spun off of the shrine, and there was one that was talking about opening up its membership to non-Masons, and that caused a lot of controversy. Right. But I think this was different. I think this was more at like a national level or a jurisdictional level. I mean... He's still, you know, busting on me instead of responding and clarifying. And HR's taking her shots at me, too. Uh, We're shopping the toddler section, yeah. Uh, At least they don't sell that sweater in the toddler section. That's all I got to say to that. Ken's wife marked him with a sweater. It screams, hands off, ladies. (laughs) Oh, God. Yep. This is rough, man. (laughs) I liked it better when Joe's here and he tracks the YouTube comments so I can just sit here and be blissfully unaware of, like, how I'm getting freaking lit up. Cold beer to put out these flames. Oh, that's pretty funny. Um, so here's the thing. I, I don't think that the Shriners have to report to Grand Lodge, correct? Um, like, appending bodies don't have to report back to, uh, or they're their own separate bodies, right? They, they don't, don't have any... They don't report back, but they're recognized by the Grand Lodge. Okay. Right, so when you, uh, in, you know, we talked about the, um, the semi-annual and the annual communications of Grand Lodge and, you know, all those introductions, most of them have to do with different leaders of the various appendant bodies being recognized, right? So, But it's not like somebody can infiltrate Blue Lodge masonry via the Shriners, right? So even if you yeah. had, I mean, Shriners are a separate appending body. Oh, yeah. They have their own governing power yes, and everything. You don't have any special votes so, at Grand Lodge or anything because you're a Shriner. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, So what difference does it make if... At least in my opinion, if if a non-Mason became a Shriner with Masons who are Shriners, like, what's the difference? Isn't it all going to charity? It's not like yeah. those non-Masons who are joining the Shriners are going to be able to backdoor and get into a Blue Lodge. No, right? but I think it's more tradition, right? It's the fact that okay. an appendant, a Masonic appendant body is by definition... And there are no exceptions to that rule that I know of throughout history. Uh-huh. You have to be a Blue Lodge Mason in order to be to be a member of these groups. Okay. Otherwise, they're not Masonic appendant bodies. They're just it's like they're elks or you know. But Shriners don't use anything that's Masonic. They don't have to though. It's a Masonic appendant body. It oh. spun out of Freemasonry. Mason started it. The original, you know. <clears throat> original charter of that group says that you have to be a Blue Lodge Mason in good standing to be a member of it. Although Jim Devaney did note that, um, I'm not going to go into to detail here, uh-huh. but there were some, some shrines Issues. that, yeah, where Masons were thrown out or Masons were, you know, um, I'm sorry, I'm dropping the word. I can't remember what the name of the, what the phrase is for when we Probably for wearing old navy sweaters. Uh, expulsion, right? So there were masons that were expelled mm-hmm. from the fraternity, but the shrine did not remove them from the rolls. Right. Um, so that was that was what all that controversy was about. Yeah. He also said it came down to membership numbers and money took priority over detents and masonry. Eh. Everybody's entitled to their own opinions, and we all know how opinions work. Yeah. 
but that's you know they're like sweaters some of them are ugly yeah <laughs> there are concerns like that in every appended body like every group i've heard those same kind of um those same kind of complaints from different people about different orders but still right. i mean it's oh delvaney also right the shriners also wanted to backdoor into blue lodge I don't know what that means. Uh, circumvent Blue Lodge. So rather than having to go through Blue Lodge to become a Shriner, to bring in members, I, I can kind of empathize with this. And the oh, reason why I'll say okay, this yeah, is yeah. because you look at the York Rite. Mm. Do you know how long it takes to become a Knight Templar? Um, if you start you from ground zero, you'd ground have zero. to... Mm, and then they wonder on... why the numbers are shrinking at the top. Right. Come on, No. Well, it takes, have to, you, it takes at least three months in most cases to become a Master Mason. Yeah. And then you have to go through all the chapter and council. It took um, me degrees. years. A freaking year. Yeah, it took me over a year to go all the way through York, right? And that was and just for York. That's not counting <clears throat> Blue Lodge. Um, right. Usually three so, months is the like the short side of And understand that three degrees. chapter, council, and commander are three separate... <laughs> There are three separate, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? God damn it. Well, three separate bodies, bodies yeah. within one. Yep. Right? So, it's like three separate <clears throat> lodges. So you have to wait for a chapter. Well, you have to wait for you to be, you know, elected mm-hmm. or chosen, you know, uh, in chapter. Then when you're done with chapter, you have to wait for council to accept you. Then after council, you have to wait to commander to accept you. It's been a while since I went through all those bodies, but do you have to get investigated each day? time like when you finish you're supposed to yeah a lot of times they don't though because i'll tell you what a lot of chapters councils and commanderies are freaking hurting for membership yeah and also why because it's a year and a half process just to get all the way up to commander understand a lot of people join masonry just because they want to become a knight templar a lot of people join freemasonry just because they want to be a shriner a lot of people join freemasonry to be a scottish right and i'm sorry scottish right they got the best gig in town. You can take your fourth and your 32nd, and you're considered a 32nd, and then they give you a book and you know, a passport, and you can go back through and see the degrees that you didn't get. But at least you're being bestowed the title of a 32nd within, what, three months, two months? Hmm. Imagine if you had to go through each freaking degree, one by one, all the way up to 32. Do you know how many people would get to, like, degree six and be like, fuck this, I'm out? Yeah, but, well, I mean, it, it depends this on is what why constitutes have... a member, too, right? So you could be like, well, you take the first four degrees and you're a full member. Or you take the fourth and the 32nd and you're a full member. Here, sign your dues card. Now you're paying dues. Maybe I'm giving too much information, but I'll say on the York right side, not one degree, to my knowledge, recollect, correct me if I'm wrong, played off the next. So it's not like Blue Lodge where, you know, EA, Fellowcraft, oh, well, they did. EA builds off of Fellowcraft, or, or how am I saying, am I saying this backwards? Like, EA turns into Fellowcraft. Yeah. Fellowcraft builds to Master Mason. Yeah. I, well, I, the story arc kind of is the same throughout those three degrees. Okay, so and I would have to say. The first, the first uh, York Rite degree builds off of. The Master Mason. The Master Mason. Yep. And then the next one. But yeah, so, okay. So, so chapter does this. But, but yeah, then it's a weird kind of arc because right. it's not like because linear then, in time. It's because then uh, council, which is the next yep. four degrees, they pull, they, they backtrack a couple. Yeah, they go back to like the customer. Yeah. 
Right? Yep. Because realistically, it was a separate body at one point and not part of the York Rite. Mm-hmm. So they, you backtrack a little bit and you start over where all of a sudden somebody's back alive again. You're like, what the? F- what kind of dimension did I just walk into? Right? And then you jump to Commandery, which got nothing to do yeah. with the Dolores. So my question is, you know, I, in, in Delvaney's case where he's talking about, you know, they tried to you know, circumvent, if you will, Blue Lodge Masonry. I kind of understand that because why the hell am I going to, why should I have to climb the ladder through these other degrees that don't play off the others to become a commander? In my personal opinion, commandery should yep. be its own separate thing. Um, well, I mean, it was at one point, Keep right? chapter and council in the York, right? And commandery should be its own little, on its own thing, because realistically... Ain't got shit to do with the other two lower ones. I thought Commandery of Knights Templar was separate from the other York Rite bodies at one point in time. Uh, was it? I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I thought it was. That's just my opinion. But if you want to become a... a I know Mark Master Mason was a separate degree at right. one point. So while we're answering questions, we'll just say it is a quite a long process to get up to hmm. uh, Knights Templar. Scottish right if not that's so much. even what your aspiration was. Right. I mean, when I joined Masonry, right. I wasn't like, oh, I want to get to the top of some other appended body. Like, I was happy just being a Mason. <laughs> like, right. that's what I wanted to do. Um, that said, there are a lot of people that I know yes. of that joined to become a Shriner or joined to become um, a Knight Templar, and that's okay because those bodies need membership too. But right. I think it's important that... So you didn't join Freemasonry to go into a pending body. No. You just wanted to be the bottom ones. Not at all. I just so what happened? Well, bottom ones. Were you at Lodge one day with that sweater and they started beating the shit out of you in the back alley and they were like, join this body? No. Gonna... You know what? Um, I think... <laughs> I don't know if they were being honest at the time, but some brothers definitely have complimented me on this sweater. Were they under the age of 70? <laughs> No comment. <laughs> uh, James Delvaney, uh, York Rite bounces around the timeline. Yes, they do. Uh, yeah. it, it builds off the Master Mason chapter. But I kind of like then... that aspect of it. I don't think that everything has to be linear and free. I think, and I don't. I agree. I, I think that if you're going to do that, they need to combine chapter. I mean, especially with the membership loss, combine chapter and council into one body. Mm. Where you're only paying for, think about it. How many? Speaking of controversy, we're getting into uh, dangerous topics. I don't here. care because you know, realistically, you try keep trying to keep chapters and councils open that have three the same three members or four members showing up mm. every meeting. No, most people aspire to be a. If you're going to take the York right chat, uh, the York right direction, most people uh, aspire to be a Knight Templar, right? Would you say that's like the end of the road? That's what they're looking yeah, to do. Yeah, I would say... No one's going to be like, oh, I just wanted to be a council member. And that's your top 80% are probably right. shooting to become a... So that's what they're shooting to do. Yeah. Okay, so... But here's the thing, right? Here's the beauty of that that construct. People are like, oh, what about chapter and council? Like, nobody cares about... Yes, they do. They have to because you can't become a Knight Templar unless you have a well-stocked, you know, well-run... Uh-huh. group of officers in chapter and council flip side of that though you burn people out when you make it you know 
where I have to pay $55 for chapter, $55 for council, $55 for Yeah, maybe, but you know what? I knew that going in. I knew I was going to go all the way up through Knights Templar, and I knew what it was going to take to do that. There might be some brothers who are like, you know what? Not worth it. The juice ain't worth the squeeze. But everybody else is going to say, you know what? This is what every other brother had to go through in order to you know, get to that level. That's what I want to do. Right. Flip side of it, though, uh, look what the Scottish Rite did. They took Lodge Perfection, uh, Princes of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took Rose Cro- uh, Rose Qua. Rose Qua. Qua. Yep. And Consistory. Combined it into one Scottish Rite. You okay. pay your 32 dues for the entirety of the thing. Okay. And that's it. Oh, so it's one body from a business standpoint. Keep your you separate one, set one body dues. from a business okay. standpoint. Yeah, where you're right. not got it. destroying me for, you know, X amount of dues every single year. And on top of that, what you also mm. do is now, like, there's certain degrees, let's be real, there's degrees that are skipped over in York Right. There's one degree in particular, which I make fun of every single time I, I like hear it. It gets skipped over? It gets skipped over. At least I skipped over it. Oh, the uh, super, super duper, super excellent master, super duper excellent master, whatever the hell I, it's called. I went through that degree. That was actually a great <laughs> I went, degree. Man. I went through it too, but realistically, yeah. it's not a required. It's one. not required for that body. Yes. Okay, so then why don't you do that for you? Pick out your like Scottish right did. They I think it was like fourth, sixteenth, eighteenth, thirty second. Make right? it an honorary degree or something. No, or no, no, no. I'm saying those were the required ones to become a thirty second. When I went through, I don't even know what it is now. I think it's just fourth and thirty second. But yeah. why can't you do that with the same exact model as Scottish Rite for the York Rite? You've done one thing: you fast track somebody to get to what they aspire to, which is the Knights Templar, right? Uh, you don't have to take the Knights Templar degree, but now you can go back and be like, because everybody in the Scottish Rite goes back and is like, I got to fill up my passport. Right. <laughs> Everybody wants to get their passport filled up and see all the well, degrees. Why can't you do that in York right? I don't know why they I keep this. I think it's this... because they're participatory degrees, right? So you have to have degree teams on standby to perform all these degrees that are not required so people can fill up their passport, right? Whereas Scottish Rite, you can sit and watch a – can't you, like, watch a video? You don't even have to, like, go to a Scottish Rite amphitheater thing and see the degree performed. Like I could have sworn somebody told me that you can watch them on video. I'm sorry, I'm not a Scottish Rite major. So some so. of them, yes, yeah. are virtual. Right. So, I mean, you can't do that with York Rite degrees without, like, changing everything Why about Why the hell them. not? You ever seen a Master Mason degree done with an exemplar? Okay. How many degrees have you Fair sat through where there was an exemplar? Right, but they're not designed that way. They're not designed for you to watch. You no, can. they're not designed for they you to watch. They can be changed so that you're watching somebody else okay. go through it. Sure, right. but that's not what the degrees. But about. what's the difference of the of the festivals? What's the difference between a Masonic festival well, and already, watching it virtually? We've already talked about degree festivals and how we may not I don't all think 100% agree with them. I don't agree with them. Right. But I would say that the first three degrees, in my personal opinion, need to be done in person. Right. Uh, the appending bodies are appending bodies. Yeah, Scottish Rite. I mean, there, there are, as far as I know, there was never a time where Scottish Rite degrees were participatory. Maybe back in the very, very early days when you know the the, the numbers were booming post World War II or something right. like that. But historically, everybody knows. Hey, I'm going and I'm watching somebody. I'm mm-hmm. watching this as a play, or I'm watching this as a video, or something like that. And that's mm-hmm. the way it's been. It's never been that way with Blue Lodge. Right. 
It's never been that way. Those degrees are not designed in York, right, to sit there and watch an exemplar go through them. They're designed for you. Agreed. The message is more powerful when you are watching it. I, I, I agreed. I would absolutely 100% agree with that. Um, there's nothing saying that you can't show up and go through it. I just wouldn't want to. I, I'm not I saying go virtual. I, I wouldn't want to do that to somebody. I'm not saying York Wright should go virtual by any means, shape, or form. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. What I am saying, though, is what is the, what is the, the problem with picking out degrees of the York Wright, which should be required, mm-hmm. and then giving them a little book or something or and saying, hey, you have to go, you know, in order to, 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 to go, you don't give them voting rights in each one of the bodies, you know, don't. Until they see all the degrees, something like that. They can't be an officer in any of the bodies until they see all the degrees. But giving them the option to go back at their leisure time yeah. to f- fill out things. I mean, I don't know. At, at that I'm point, I'm just thinking of, and again, I'm just thinking of like different ways to shake up Freemasonry. Yeah, I you know, it's like you have to renew it sometimes. At that you point, have I don't to renew it. I just don't see how that would be any different than just taking whatever the first degree is in the body and then not progressing. You know what I mean? Because if there was only one in chapter and one in council and one in commandery that are required and you can't be a full member until you go back and take the other ones, what's right. the difference between just taking the, the first chapter degree and then deciding you don't want to do it anymore? Like, you're, you're not a member, can't be an officer. Right. Uh, I because know. I understand a lot of people want to get to the Knights Templar. That's what their aspiration is. So they just want to be able to take one order of... I'm not saying take one order. I'm saying take a few degrees of each chapter and then go and do the three orders. Go and do the three, and then go doing three the three orders of commandery, and then you become a commandery, right? Then you become a knight's templar. Now at your leisure, you can go like Scott. Scott is right. You can go back and take him again. And I'm just thinking it for the York Wright because I know there's a loss in membership. Uh, There's York Wright's hurting bad. I think Scott is right's doing. eh, Okay. I mean, granted, this is before COVID. Yeah. But you know, sometimes you gotta you, you gotta shake the tree to get the fruit. Sometimes you got to shake the dust off the sweater to make yeah. it look new again. Okay. I just Fuck off. Make it up. <laughs> that's quite enough. I get point, the point. Though, like, so that's what I'm looking at from, from that point of view is yeah. you know, if something isn't working and again, I'm picking on York, right? I am York, right? Mason. I'm a Knight Templar. Yep. I'm more active in York, right? Than I'm Scottish, right? But this is just my opinion. Like you need to shake shit up sometimes. If something ain't working, you gotta fix it. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see the data before I'll reserve judgment until I see the data on how Scottish, right? When they made that change, um, how it affected their membership. And if it, yeah. if it did in a positive way, then yeah, maybe it's something that, that York, right? Bodies should at least consider. Uh, Scott Blanchard, Knights Templar Commandery 33, Battle Creek Mission. I love the name of that town. I want to live there. Battle Creek. Just Battle Creek. Just yeah. running around with a freaking Kevlar all day and a freaking LBV vest. Just, mm-hmm. Battle Creek. I think that's sounds what they do badass. There. Yeah. It sounds yeah. cool, but I don't think there's too many people running around in Battle Creek with plate carriers on. <laughs> Scott, you can let us know. Uh, let's see here. James Levaney. York Wright was absolutely a better experience in degrees compared to Scottish Wright, in my opinion. Yeah, mine as well. Um, I liked, again, I'm not taking a shit on the Scottish Wright, just making a point that I enjoyed the participa- uh, participation. Participatory. There you go. Of the degrees. It's all right. I make fun of your sweater. You can make fun of the way I talk. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm a nice guy, though. Um, 
uh, I like the partition the participation factor of it. Oh, I will say though, there were some Scottish Rite degrees that were pretty freaking cool. They I were mean, definitely you can do neat things when uh-huh. you don't have a you know a candidate that you have to kind of walk through things because yep. again, when you have to do a degree where a candidate is coming in completely unaware of what's going on, like they're still part of that degree. So there's a lot of guidance that has to happen there. Whereas if you're just doing a play, it's like you have, right. it, it, it's like doing an actual play or making a movie or something like that, writing a screenplay. Mm. Um, you have a lot more creative freedom, I think when you're doing it that way. Uh, Scott Blanchard as a nurse, I would like to join the shrine one day. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, Jim Delvaney, Scottish rate has been doing online degrees. Uh, for months due to COVID. Yeah, that's one positive of it. Yeah. As you can, because I'm sorry, me and another brother, and I'm, I love him to death. Good friend of mine. Uh, good brother. Good Knight Templar. He was the the past uh, grand commander of Knights Templar who uh, appointed me or recommended me for the line. Actually, no, he appointed me as the uh, Grand Sentinel, uh, Paul Cello. Me and him were talking today. Okay. On the phone, and uh, one of the things that we were talking about is he was quite pissed off that many of these Masonic bodies are pulling a uh, Ray Liotta and Goodfellas. Uh, F you pay me. F you pay oh, me. Oh, yeah. Uh, in regards to dues. F you pay me. In yeah. regards to dues, and he had said yeah. that, you know, they're basically, even though the everybody's in a financial crisis, these, you know, we're supposed to be brotherly love and truth. And I don't, this isn't just him talking. This was both of us back and forth talking. Uh, we're supposed to be the fraternity of brotherly love and truth, but yeah. if you don't give me my blood money, uh, what the hell's what the hell's that all about? Like, Grand Lodges just want their freaking assessment, which is shit. So I had said, uh, no. basically, you know, I don't think that masonry or lodges should be charging brothers dues if they're not giving them something in return. So Scottish Rite is it absolutely 1,000%, in my opinion, correct by if you're not allowing us to show up in person and practice as Scottish Rite masons, you need to find a way to do that if you're mm. going to still continue as charging us money. Well, we've been over this on our COVID episode. You know, our, Covington, our Louisiana. That's who it's calling <clears throat> me. Should I answer it? Do you want to play a game? On the air. On the air. Should we answer it? It's dangerous. We should try it. Do it. All right. Hello? No, thank God. It's dead air. Oh, God. Oop. God. Hmm. I was about to make somebody famous. I was about to make a telemarketer famous. sounds like they're really trying to reach you about your vehicle's warranty. (laughs) You should probably answer that. <laughs> that would have been fun. That would have been great. <clears throat> I was trying. Sorry, guys. Um, Maybe not. But I think that if, if lodges are going to charge people, hey, you got to pay your dues this year, uh, you better find a way to make it worth my while to pay my dues. You know, we've talked about this. In my opinion Yes, I is, get it for charity. I get it for charity. No, it's not necessarily about that. It's it's the fact that lodges still have operating expenses even you know during these dark times where we may not be meeting actively, right? So... Mm-hmm. Grand Lodge is still asking for assessments. The lodges have no no way of, you know, saying no to that. Like they have to pay those. That per capita has Do to they? be Grand Lodge. Do they? 
They do. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, if they if they don't want to like be revolutionaries, yes, they have to. And then obviously, you know, there's still a a lot of lodges are still either paying rent or directly paying utilities to keep their buildings up and running. So there are operating expenses that just aren't going away, right? In some cases, you can get deferments and stuff like that for certain things because of COVID. But in most cases, you still have to pay those things. And if the lodge still has to pay them, then yeah. And you as a Mason, you signed up and said, yes, I know I have to pay dues. Without expecting the lodge to say, oh, there's extenuating circumstances where you don't have to pay dues and depending on that. But the converse to that is me as a Mason, I know that if I am in financial peril, whether it be due to COVID, due to something that everybody else is going through or just something personal to me, I can call my lodge secretary, I can call the master, I can call one of the senior officers and say, look, guys, I'm really in a bad spot right now can we make some sort of arrangement okay and that's incumbent on me as a mason i know that that's my duty okay but if you're a mason and we're all masons we're all brothers Mm -hmm. and you're a mason at the top if you will okay can't you make some sort of a decision of like hey listen we got masons who are in a little bit of trouble we know that there's a pandemic going on lodges are having no brother show up probably going to be losing brothers because they're going to be like, what the hell with this? I don't even want to come back anymore because I've been on a lodge for, I mean, let's, let's see again, you know, complacency. It's, it happens where it's just yeah, like, nah, I haven't been to lodge in four months. I just don't feel like there might anymore. be some attrition as a result. Right, so you're going to lose, yeah. you could potentially lose members there. Yeah. But if you give something back, I mean, again, me at the top just saying would be like, Hey, I know that, yeah, I know that you know lodges still have to pay their dues, but I mean, is there any way rather than charging an assessment, we can only charge half that assessment? Dig it, and yes, he absolutely could do that. But Grand why the L- hell aren't we? Then? Hold on, man. Grand Lodge has bills to pay too. You think they're charging assessments like per capita just for like hahas? Yes. That's because you don't pay attention at the freaking annual communication, bro. What are you talking? You don't watch the Grand Secretary's report or the Grand Treasurer's report? Look, I dude, know, they got freaking operating expenses too. They've I got, know that. You know, so. You also have like, trustees could, too, just like we do. Could they? Well, yes. Could you okay, subsidize? They, yeah, they yes, have endowments and stuff. But look, exactly. there's there are also trustees that are responsible for making sure that they're not, you know, cutting into the principal on their investments. So, like, I get it. And I where mean, does that investment go? It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's you're you're investing for fraternity future of brotherly of love and truth. At well, some point, you got to give back to. Yeah, but there's a line. You have to make that determination on. Okay, now we need to start dipping into this, and it's you're you have a fiduciary responsibility for the future. The future. Be a douche. Future generations of masons. Fiduciary. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> No. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, Scott Blanchard, how far up the Scottish right do you have to go before you know the real secrets? Can you just watch a video or read Ken's pamphlet? <laughs> That'd be Joe's pamphlet. Yeah, it would have to be Joe's because I'm not Scottish right. Um, I can't tell you. Let's see here. Scott Blanchard, it's not as cool as you think. Should probably be wearing armor. The good news is the thugs can't shoot. Crap, right? He's talking about Battle Creek. <laughs> yes, yes, uh-huh. I got it. Uh, James Delvaney, that's absolutely an issue. Probably talking about we were talking about uh, 
in regards to the dues. Mm-hmm. Uh, lunatic, welcome. Uh, if a brother doesn't want to come to Lodge, is he really a brother? Mm-hmm. I get being busy or having plans, but just not showing up for no reason seems lazy to me. Well, um, it is your it is your prerogative as a Mason. Well, again, you don't have to show up. Freemasonry is a voluntary organization. Yep. Let's be absolutely clear. There's no requirement to be here. It's not one of those things where if you you can you know how many people actually freaking take the degrees and then just screw. They're gone. You yeah, never, see never come back at all, yeah. Uh, it's happened more times than not. But as long as that check keeps coming in, does it make it right? No. In my opinion, mm-hmm. no. I mean... Masonry isn't about making sure I pay my freaking dues every goddamn year. Yeah. Uh, but... It's not to me being very Masonic. I mean, hanging out with your brothers, that's the whole point of this thing, right? It's the fellowship of it. But Masonry also teaches us to know that others may be... Like, our brothers might be going through struggles that we know nothing about, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe And that's on got... a lodge to reach out, though. Well, yeah, but also maybe they're traveling a lot for work right maybe they're visiting lodges <gasps> as they travel and they don't have time to come back to their own lodge but they're still engaging in masonry and they're still paying their dues does that make them a brother yeah Kenny? are they living their masonic values then Kenny? yeah they're a brother are you saying we should just go to joe's house right now and kick his door and check around uh, yeah <laughs> let's do it i'm in also lunatic was the only person who complimented my sweater so thank you did thank you, you where brother. where I gotta delete that. Comment. Yeah, scroll up. No, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. It's the only thing keeping me here, man. I was ready to just jump out that window, but he knows uh, that I'm dealing with struggles. I get that, but I love being around my brothers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Pam, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't. It doesn't mean you know that he doesn't the, want to be around. Uh, Lunatic says I have that same sweater. <laughs> oh, okay, that's why. <laughs> No, you, I have got, the, you have the same fashion damn it, no, as me. Now we have a listener who wears the same damn sweater. So you right, know what? Now well, I gotta stop picking on the freaking sweater now. So damn right. Fuck. Yep. All right. Um, I have the table turns have turned. Yes, yes, they have. Um, let's see here. Um, he says, uh, "I get that, but I love being around my brothers." Uh, and I had a point to this. Yes, I I joined Freemasonry for the fellowship of it, not to take the degrees, not for any other thing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yes, to take the degrees. Um, but, uh, how do I put this? But what keeps you coming back is the yeah. fellowship. Yeah. I, mean, I understand what... not everybody has that. You can't really, you can't shit sh- on a brother for not coming back to lodge. Um, they're still a brother. They've still taken the degrees. They still have gone through the same initiatic experience. So, I mean, you could look at the money and, and, you know, yeah. yeah, they're paying their dues, but they're not really coming to lodge. But, you know, it's not so much about the money. It's a, being a Freemason is like a it's a life choice, right? Like it's right. A, it's the way that you conduct yourself right. mm-hmm. so out in the world. So if you're living those values when you're out in the world and you're, I mean, obviously paying your dues, but that's not like a money thing so much as a mm-hmm. systematic like that's how I keep my dues card that says I'm a Mason so I can show right. up in a lodge. Mm-hmm. But it's more important to me that you're living the Masonic values. I could give a crap less whether you show up at Lodge all the time if you're a D-bag when you're out in the world. <laughs> I consider a brother someone who lives those values, and mm-hmm. even if they never show up at Lodge and they never break bread with me, mm-hmm. if they're living those values out in the world and they're representing the fraternity well, that's more important to me. Fair enough. I, I, I would agree. Also, I've had a little bit of this moonshine stuff. 
that you've fed me. Oh, so really? I'm feeling a little profound right now. So really? Just, <laughs> you know, take whatever I just said with a grain of salt. I'm getting a little heated. No, you did pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It's good shit, though, huh? It's pretty good, yeah. It's yep. a little bit too sweet. It, it is sweet. You're going to pay for it tomorrow morning with a freaking massive oh, headache, thanks, or you're going to go home and drink a gallon of water. Is this what gave you, like, the GI tract problem, like, the last two weeks, was a... drinking this crap? <laughs> no, it probably would have cleaned it out actually much quicker, to be honest with you. Mm. It's definitely um, disinfecting. Yeah, no, this, this, stuff, this stuff is like drinking straight hand sanitizer, yeah. just with a apple pie flavor. Oh, that's good to um, know. Yeah, so, uh, getting back onto that, though, I I mean, I know a lot of people look down on that, though, because you know, I'll tell you what, this is what will piss me off more than anything. If you're a mason who pays their dues but doesn't show up to lodge, fine. Here's what will piss me off, though. When you take an officer's position. And you never show and up. And you never show up. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I'll take that's, that. That's different that because then you're not learning. Burn my ass yeah, but then more than anything. But then you're not living your Masonic values because you know what? You made, an, you made a commitment. And now you're not following through on it. Yes. That's that will piss completely me completely converse to what we believe in. Yes. And that's the problem. Uh, but again, if you're not taking that level of responsibility, you just want to go and, you know, go yeah, through no. your three degrees of masonry, get your ring, uh-huh. and then go out and be the best possible man you can, even if you never never come back to lodge. And totally not for fine with that. Maybe you come back to lodge. Maybe you just like, hey, hey, it's election. You you want to be an officer? You want to be a No, I just want to sit on the side. Yeah. No shame in that. That's fine. It's fine. Sit on the sideline. If that's the Christ, level of commitment you're willing to make, then Wait, God bless. The that's fine. If you only come back <laughs> once every three years, we'll be happy to welcome you back every three years. Right. Uh, that's, I mean, that's that's what masonry is all about, Luna. I think. Luna says, uh, that's my point, George, not using the working tools properly. Uh uh, you don't have to get into specific, but are you talking about what what my situ- what my comment was about taking an officer's position and never showing up, or do you mean it as in not working the using the working tools properly? Is you can come to lodge, you just choose not to, or not right. using your Masonic right. My scenario or my the thing that burns my ass is when you say you're going to take an officer's position. Uh, appointed or elected, and then you're just never there. Yeah. Now, this well, barring its work, barring its family, barring its kids, because right. again, yep. masonry does not interfere with your duty to God, your country, your neighbor, yourself. Yep, Those are the four major ones. So, but if it's if it's just you who decides to take an officer's position, and then you just yeah, yeah never mind, I didn't want it. If you know what you're getting yourself into, and you right. took that because. Look, when you're as installed, long as it's explained, though, because I've had a lot of people who've um, come to the line and they're like, "Yeah, well, yeah, I'll take the officer's position," and then when they realize they have to be there every single meeting, he's like, "Well, I, I didn't know I had to be." Yeah, well, that's here. that's that's no, on the explained it You know you. what? That's on the officers. They yes. should really do that, and you should know that before you get installed. Correct. Because Correct. yes, you are charged and you're taking an oath as an officer when you're installed, but you should know well in advance of that. Like, look, here are your duties as this officer. Right. Like, I'll walk you through the different things, even as junior mm-hmm. steward. Like, we'll show you around the kitchen and, like, right, whatever right, we right. need to do. Mm-hmm. But here's what's expected of you. You should no. be here for every meeting, mm-hmm. even if you're just junior steward. I made that you adamantly clear. be there clear. for every meeting. <laughs> when I was master, I made that adamantly clear. Yeah. Like, like, you have a You're going to be this position. Yep. I don't care if it's the junior steward or if it's the freaking chaplain. Yep. You're going to be yeah. here or I'm not choosing you. And if you're not, that was somebody should. Understood. Right. 
I mean, my big thing was if you're not going to be here, you need to make sure that somebody can cover for cover you. Your ass. It shouldn't Absolutely. be the master's responsibility to scramble at the last minute yeah. because that sucks. So they've so, got enough to worry about. We're already at like an hour and twenty minutes, so we might as well just wow, do the last. Went over. Holy yeah, God. we might as well just do the last ten. Well, it's we'll, we'll, we'll it's make up for me having freaking spastic asshole syndrome on Sunday. Okay, so, fair uh, enough. <laughs> bonus. We'll do, extra, we'll do an extra uh, ten more minutes or half hour, um, but. What was I just bringing up? We were talking about um, oh Christ. Uh, before spastic asshole syndrome. Yeah, before spastic um, asshole. Um, mm. Talking about officers, I, me being. Uh, well, we were talking about the fact that you expect your officers to be there. Yeah, you will be yeah. there. Like yeah. the, that, I made that adamantly clear, or I'll choose somebody else. And, and realistically, I had I had a good slate of officers behind me that that followed, and they they were there, and uh, they participated again. Every you know, sometimes you just can't make it. Listen, I, no, I'm it's sick. fine. I mean, I, family, and I totally get even that. Even as an officer, but, your usual vocations and your family and your duty to God come first. But yeah. if you can't be there, find somebody, find somebody. who can. Yeah, absolutely, it's not that hard. Have a couple guys mm-hmm. that you can, you know, a couple brothers you can call on and be like, look, at last minute, you know, absolutely within eight hours notice, like I need mm-hmm. you to sit in my chair. Not yeah, that hard. and. Uh, minus the wardens, because you have to be a past warden or a past master to sit yes, in one of those correct, chairs. Yeah. But you know, if you're if you're the junior steward and there's a degree going on, find somebody. Call another lodge. Like, yeah. hey, uh, do you have the junior? You know, call the master of yeah. another lodge. Even as a warden, hey, you need to be able to like, you know, your right. your network just changes. So now you need right. to have a past warden or a past master on speed dial in case something comes up. Like that's just good practice. Yeah. It's uh, just good practice, even if you're never there. Have somebody that can be there that's responsible so that the master doesn't have to scramble. So uh, my assumption, Luna, is uh, you're relatively, I would say, high in the chairs. Stop me if I'm wrong because of the way he's saying yes about the officers. and you know. Uh, so I'm assuming he's pretty high. Maybe, Luna, you could fill me in as to what chair you're taking. But uh, I can – how should you approach this, Ken? If you are, per se, a master or a warden and you have a – Mason, who's not very being very Masonic in his chair, yeah. uh, and ditching the lodge sometimes, maybe or maybe not at key points in the lodge, or maybe the brother just has a uh, a key chair in the lodge, just open and close. Mm-hmm. How would you deal with it as master? At your master, okay. How would you deal with the situation that you have a brother who's just? Well, well, I'll choose one for you. We'll just say it's the senior deacon. Okay. He's just pivotal, pivotal chair, pivotal chair. Yeah. So uh, the way that I would deal with that is well, two, well, I'll choose two chairs. We'll start with the senior deacon. Okay. How would you act? Uh, what would you do? I don't think it even matters, right? If it's junior steward all the way up to senior warden, I would I would deal with it the same way. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. the first thing we're the first strategy that I would take is we always whisper good counsel, right? Uh-huh. So I would take that brother aside mm-hmm. or I would give him a call um, because I have all of my officers right. numbers in my phone and I would mm-hmm. say look brother things are a little rough here right like uh-huh. you know the expectation and you knew what the expectation was that you know if you weren't going to be in your chair I understand there are things going on but mm-hmm. you you know the expectation is you have somebody that you can call on so that I don't right have to scramble at the last minute and fill the chair like it's your responsibility you took the oath you took you know mm-hmm. and usually like most brothers at that point are just going to be like look i'm i'm sorry i screwed up like i've got stuff going on blah blah blah. right right that's how masons 
operate, right? And the the issue is moot at that point. Everything's mm-hmm. good. If that didn't work out, then, you know, things would probably have to escalate because we've got a lodge to run, right? We need brothers. How would you escalate in, it? Well, I would probably say, look, we we need a warden or we need a senior deacon, so I'm going to find one. <laughs> you know, so if it happens again, I'm probably going to talk to a couple past masters that I can rely on and say, look, you know, can we have somebody, can, can I have you sit as senior deacon for the remainder of my term or something like that? So you'd so pro tem the chair? I would probably pro tem the chair, yeah. I wouldn't, like, eject the officer because... Right. Like, my, I don't know, this is, like, highly hypothetical, right? I mean, I would think that there's a good reason I, I can't that see you, Ken, there. as a super, super nice guy. Dude walks in, he's like, hey, guys, how's it, how you doing, brothers? Get out. No, I would not do that. And But by the same token, I have expectations, and if you right. can't live up to them, and there's no good right. reason why you can't live up to them, because, again, I'm pretty forgiving. Like, if it's family or work-related or whatever, we'll pro tem the chair, and right. you're still the officer in that chair. Right. Um, if you're a junior officer and not a, you know, uh, if you're an appointed position and not a voted position, if if you keep yesing me to death and you're not mm-hmm. being Masonic and you're then yeah we're probably going to I'm going to appoint a new officer. So but I've I, never been in that situation. Thank God. What I would do is I would just take his brother when he does show up at the lodge. I would take him into the ante room and shut the doors and say, "Listen, we need to have a conversation." Uh, the I ante would, room or in the chamber of reflection? Chamber, no, no, not chamber <laughs> of reflection. The ante room. It's, okay. a, it's a bigger room, right? Yeah, it put, is. And not to mention that's also where our working tools are. And I would take yeah. the common gavel and I would Nancy Kerrigan his knees. Um, no, I'm just kidding. They're just joking. <laughs> Sounds uh, about right. I, uh, I thought you would like God, give him the lecture about the common gavel. Listen, listen. If this happens, a good. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, in all truth, uh, I'd probably do the same exact thing you would do. Uh, you started off with, "Hey, what's going on?" We, you, needed you for an apprentice degree you weren't here kind of left me with my dick in my hand here like uh you know what gives and if he said oh yeah my wife's sick daughter's sick whatever okay um if it happened again like so, so there's got to be you know if it happened again it, how do i put this if it's it's a m- multiple repeat offender is where i start to be like all right now now you're just playing me for a freaking idiot here so I think I'd probably follow the same what you did. It's like, listen, I'm going to tell you one last time. Like, we have a degree or we have an inspection or we have something going on. Yep. And I need you here. Mm-hmm. You know, realistically, during a regular stated meeting where nobody's there, it's not just it's just random business bullshit. Like, you know, you can probably fill that chair. Yeah, no but still. You, it's still not right. Don't get me wrong. You pay that tab, but you keep the receipt, right? So you know Correct. that that's, that's still one strike against you, Absolutely. even if it's a simple Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. No, totally agree. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's more pivotal when there's actually something going on yeah. and they freaking burn you. Yep. Does it happen? Sure. Yeah, it happens it could, quite frequently. It could lead up to something I'll like tell that. you what, though. You will not have that vote for Junior Warden come next year, and I will make it adamantly known on why I'm not voting for you. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there's no politicking in the lodge, but I will express my discontent for your actions. Mm-hmm. Be aware of that. It all comes back around toward the end of the year. But I will just say that, like, if it's it, – it, 
I wouldn't go to, to the extent if on a stated meeting for me, I would just be like, whatever, hey, Mike, go go, go sit there, you know, or, or right. whoever, go sit there. Like, and I would just let it go. If it's actually at a pivotal time where I need you and you tell me, you're, well, first off, it's your chair. You don't need to tell me you're going to be there. Your ass better be there. It's yeah. a degree. It's an inspection, whatever the case may be. Right. But your job as a master is also to support your officers, right? So if 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 and that's first fine. of all, you like, probably wouldn't have been appointed an officer. I mean, if you're a junior steward, well, if you're any of the officers that were appointed, you were appointed by the master. But again, you probably wouldn't be in that chair if you weren't reliable. Here's and if my you're th- not being reliable, right. my first assumption is going to be something's up with you that I can help you out with. What is it? Here's my thing. Right. It's if not you like, just oh, come to me and say, listen, I bit off more than I can chew. Yeah. Or I that. Can't or you come do to this. Master, I yeah. can't. If you come to me yep. ahead of time and tell me this, all forgiven, all forgotten, everything's freaking cool. Yeah. You know what? I will make it work because I'm the master. That's what I need to do. It's yeah, my job. We're, we're all men, and that's a difficult thing. If for you us come to, to me do. ahead of time, that's fine. But if you keep sticking it in my caboose every single time i'm relying on you and expecting you to be there and you screw me yeah but you know that will start to really burn my ass we always say hey if you're in a difficult spot you should always come to us but you know turn things around (laughs) right is it easy for you to do that is it easy for you to ask for help when you're in trouble like it's never been easy for me i'm guessing it's probably a difficult thing for most men so me as the master my first assumption is going to be okay like What's going on? Is there something that I can help you out with? It's not, you know, it's it's not that there's something, some personal grudge against you. Speak of wrongs, I have to correct. Okay, what? Uh, James Delvaney said, all hail Randy. But Randy Boone, who just signed on, said, good evening, Freemasons podcast, fantasy football grand champion. Is that you? That is me. I haven't been paying attention. I know I'm seventh place. So, Delvaney, eat your heart out. I am the victor. Yeah. (laughs) Well, good luck, God bless. You had a good run. You got uh, slapped around there around I did season around. too. That's that was when I was doing well. Rude. And then I almost freaking lost again because I, I I was out of quarterback, so my quarterback yeah. kept getting hurt. Anyway, uh, Randy Boone, how about when someone attends another lodge instead of their rehearsal? Oh. Wow. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's a tough one. It doesn't really. I will literally that. be like the text or that call coming through. Like it'll be like Barrel, be like, hey. Uh, Tom Brewer's here. He's, he's at our meeting. I'd be like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that will probably... Hey, hey, hold on, though. It depends well, on what... Okay, so... Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot there. There's a lot to that. Uh, can I unpack it first? Yeah, go if for I it. If I may. All right. Uh, and then we're going to sign off because it's... Oh, I don't to get the... to... No, I'm okay. saying, like, after we finish okay. this question, we're going to sign off yep. for the... Dig it. Uh... Okay, he says when their lodge is in disarray. All right, so let me unpack this first, okay? If Joe, I'll use Joe as an example, okay? Oh, okay, because he's not here to defend himself. No, 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 actually, giving props here. Oh, okay. Joe is doing the, we we have a fellow craft degree. Mm-hmm. Joe is the senior deacon and has to do the middle chamber. Mm-hmm. Do I expect Joe there on our rehearsal night if it falls on Ashlar Aspen? Depends on no, no, because he knows that. I know he knows that part. He's done it before. He's done it a thousand times. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to sound like a ego. I'm not going to try. I'm not trying to sound like I have an ego, but I know my ritual. 
You can put me in any chair in that lodge, and I snap, and I know the, the position. I know you're the, you're the same way. You don't, with minimal, maybe you need a little brush up on in the book, but oh, you can sit in any chair in that lodge, in your lodge, in our lodge, and do that part, not a problem. I could, but I still show up to the rehearsals because I'm modeling that behavior okay. to the brothers. But if you had something, another obligation that same night? Yeah, I would let everybody know, but yes, I probably would be okay. As long as I know that I knew my part, yes. Uh, James Delvaney, little man one thinks it's soccer, uh, says the guy who came in fourth place. <laughs> Moving on. Um, Stay on target. <laughs> uh, but what was I going to say? Um, exactly. <clears throat> so it all depends on the person. If it's a guy who's done that position a thousand billion times and knows it by heart, because some lodges do casts. They yep. don't actually do lodge. They do casts uh, for a degree. Mm-hmm. And degree teams. we could debate yeah. that another time. Yeah. Uh, degree team. Maybe we'll do that next time. Degree team versus cast. Pros and cons. Okay. Um, like it. But uh, if it's a guy who's done that position a thousand times, no. He, to me, I don't care if he shows up. Because it's like, you know what? I know he's going to be there. I know he's got the part. I don't need him to be at the rehearsal. The people who Fair need enough. to go to rehearsals are the people who have never done the part before or are rusty on it and need the help. Yeah. And in that case, you should have your ritual coach or somebody who knows what the hell they're doing there with the guys, helping them, walking them, teaching the floor work. Mm-hmm. So, but if it's a guy who is like the junior steward who is going to be conducting a candidate around, but he's attending another stated meeting during the rehearsal, but you know he doesn't know what the hell he's got to do. Mm. Yeah, that'll probably burn my ass a little bit. <laughs> I mean, from my standpoint, you're a man and you're a mason, right? We're supposed right. to be men of our word. Right. Mm. If you say that you know your part, or even if you don't tell me personally that you know your part, I'm going to assume that if you're at another lodge instead of at rehearsal, you know your part. You don't need any help. Or right. you're rehearsing with other brothers in a uh-huh. lodge of instruction or outside of the lodge or whatever. Right. And you just, you know, would rather be at that lodge uh-huh. for good reasons right. than be at my rehearsal. Yeah, I can. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm yeah. always going to assume that, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to assume the worst. No. When something right. like that. No, you now, really if he would. shows up or doesn't show up at all to the actual degree... Yeah, that'll piss me that, off. Yeah, that's different. Uh, but I'm not going to, uh, you know, my job isn't to second-guess people. We're all Masons. Right. I um, shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, I'm... And it also, it also depends on what the other lodge is doing. If the other lodge is doing, like, a, some sort of a program or something like that... Yeah, or you're filling go, in. Go. You're filling in because they don't have enough officers yeah, to open or no, something. Like no, I Christ. don't care about that. But, you know, the only thing I'll say to you is it's great that you're at the other lodge... But if we have a degree tomorrow, make sure you know your shit. <laughs> right. That's part of your personal responsibilities. <laughs> you got of, this? So, yeah. But what do you say, Mr. Ken? Yeah. I you had enough we, of the shine? Uh, this was this was fun, man. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I'm sorry I didn't have as many uh, ball-busting, you know, gems for you as you had for me. It's usually freaking, uh, it's usually time bombs over here. He's the one who drops the freaking. Yeah, I know. He drops the joke and then just lets it sit there and yeah, I know. And then, then you go back burns, and you're and editing, you go back and you're editing you're the editing, episode yeah. and you're like... Oh, I'm editing the episode and I'm like, that son of a bitch. I try to drop those in every once in a while too, yep. but <laughs> it's not my forte. Anyway, uh, we are going to be silent probably until Sunday because... Uh, 
Probably, yeah. I mean, what are you doing for New Year's Eve? You got anything planned? My kiddos. Yeah. I got my babies. That's it. Cool. Got my kids. It's New Year's Eve. Uh, Chinese food and hunt for Red October. Yes. It sounds like a great plan. Let's let them sing. That's right. Um, Actually, my kids have been really hard up on The Purge recently. Like the movie, not the riddles. Yeah, the movie, the purge. Like they watch the purge. They watch Purge Anarchy. We're going to be watching Purge Election Year next. Is that where like you're talking about like the purge? Like it's an adult movie, right? And yeah. Your kids watch it. Yes. Yeah. The older ones. Okay. They're eleven and fourteen. Oh no! I thought you meant like all your kids. Like <laughs> no, God Christ! You think I got the three year old? <laughs> not because it would freaking yeah. bother him. I'm just worried about he'd be trying to reenact it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You have his little Mad Max costume. Uh, Lunatic, I'm going to send you all some Tennessee moonshine. Please do. Yeah, this is... Um, I love my shine. I don't know where this is made. Uh, I think it's made Kentucky. in Tennessee, though. Kentucky. Is it? Yeah, watch it's like Detroit, Michigan. That'll piss me the fuck off. <laughs> uh, flip oh, it. North Carolina. North Kakalafka. Yep. Beautiful. Um, Created in Madison, North Carolina? Yeah. Uh, the reason why I call it North Cackle Africa is because uh, when I was in boot camp, uh, not boot camp, excuse me, when I was in the uh, Camp Lejeune or oh, North okay. Carolina, that's where we were. That's not what they called boot camp? No, Paris Island. That was the swamp. Paris Island is, okay. Right. Uh, but in Camp Lejeune, like where it is Jacksonville, North Carolina, it is literally flat. Okay. Flat as hell. So it looks like an African plain. Oh. So we called it, jokingly, North Cackle Africa, me and a couple of Marines, because it's literally just flat with, like, one tree, randomly. Interesting. Anyway, it's stupid knowledge. I don't know. You're all dumber for knowing that now. <laughs> yeah, I don't quite know what to do with that Anyway, um, yeah, I think that would be a good episode. Don't let me forget that, though. The difference forget between... What? Oh, difference uh, between ritual cast versus ritual cast, which is yeah. actually allowing yeah. the officers to sit in their chairs and do the degrees. Yep. That'd be a good one. That would be a good one. I've All got right. some opinions on that one. My phone's blowing up, which means it's time to go. So, very good. For the Freemasons podcast, I am Right Worship Brother George Marjorie signing off. And I'm Worshipful Brother Ken signing off. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks for joining us. 